Welcome to Be Salty Podcast, a charging station of encouragement for all women to find the acceptance, grace, and unconditional love of Jesus Christ. This is a place where I, Joy Wynn, share my personal experiences and walk with Jesus, hoping that my morsels of truth help you to maneuver the circumstances and challenges of life, always moving closer to Jesus. Well, hey there, Salty family. I have some things to share with you today. In my last episode titled, I'm Listening, I shared with you how I started a prayer and Bible study journal. So I'm piggybacking off of that just a little bit in this episode. Y'all, I am here to tell you that Jehovah Jireh goes before us, before me, when we are sold out to Him. There is no way I could have known what the next few months would serve up for me since the last episode. But guess who did know? You bet. God, He knew. Even in my daily walk with Him and this quick discipline of journaling my conversations with God, and I mean seriously quick Bible study, I was growing in it, but I did not see all the intricacies he was weaving together to show me his faithfulness. Because again, I really have never been someone that journals. So this has been new to me. This episode is going to be a bit different. You see, God has been shaking me up. And you know, I'm going to share the shaking with you. Rather than a whole plan for this episode like I normally have, I'm going to share my personal and recent testimony. So I'm going to be reading some excerpts from my journal with you and telling you about the events around it. I'm sharing in this manner because I want you to pay attention to how God was preparing me in advance of this trial and how he was my companion, and the conductor of my peace all the way through it. So bear with me, it's a little different. Here we go. From my journal, and I can only explain this by saying that sometimes what I write in my journal are my thoughts to God, kind of like a letter. And yet, a lot of times... I sit quietly, having prayed and invited him in first thing in the mornings, and I listen to what's brewing in my spirit, what he is saying to my spirit, what Holy Spirit is communicating with me. So, on the morning of January 2nd, this year, 2023, I write, Good morning, Lord. I hear you. And then I quote what I heard from him. Cast out unclean spirits from among you. Those distractions, they are distractions intended to stop the flow of creativity I have released to you. They come in many forms. You must stay in harmony with me, discerning my voice to move beyond the barricades that those distractions present. Stay close. I will lead you through, end quote. 
So when I read this to you, I should probably lay down a little foundation because God had been stirring up some things in me at the end of the year and some reminding me of um, some ministry that I believe He had laid on my heart uh, too long ago. And so I had started moving in these things a little bit. And one of those things was to um, have a small friend circle to minister in. And so at this time, I was planning a girls' night in for a very, very minute group, kind of testing the waters and, and really trying to minister to somebody who I knew was just in a way right now, um, who had had some struggles. And, and so I called together a group of girls, um, friends, to let's minister to this person. So the plans were taking place for this girl's night in as I'm reading these these excerpts to you. That was on January 2nd. And so January 3rd, well, let me follow that up because in my scripture for January 2nd, where my Bible actually fell open to Psalms 117 or Psalm 17, it was a prayer of David. And I wrote concerning the scripture, again today, the scripture confirms and further solidifies the time that I just listen with you, Lord. Your word aligns with your voice and I hear. You drop thoughts and confirmation even into my sleep and I awake in peace. But the enemy has set traps to discourage and distract me. I cry out to you, God. You are before me. And then on January 3rd, I literally wrote at the top of my page, listening to God. So these are things that I heard from him. You, daughter, still find wonder in my word because my word is alive. To study and know the word is to know me. I live. Is it a wonder that my sacred and ancient words fit your circumstances today? Moreover, for every concern of your heart, I scribed a remedy before your ancestors were even conceived. Why then would you ever doubt that I have purpose for your life? I knew you before you were. I want your focus and belonging now more than ever. Y'all, those are good words. There was more to it. He, he went on in my spirit to say, You are my beloved, even when you hide from me in your sorrow or shame. Like the father, the earthly father I gave you, I want always to embrace you. His love was merely a fraction of mine. Just as you rediscover new life in the word today, I have prepared even greater understanding and divine appointment for you. Stay with me no matter what comes. Stay with me. I will thrill you with my love letters just for you. I love you, daughter. I have to pause because this is still really good stuff. And this episode might be a little bit longer because I just feel like it's so important for me to share this with you. On January 4th, I wrote 
what I heard from him. Look to me, my child. Keep your eyes on me. See the scars? Look at my hands. You have nothing to fear. Don't turn away. Look into my eyes. Come here. I will hold you. I will hold you. Stay focused on me. Almost every day of this, y'all, the scripture that I was led to lines up and just reconfirms what what I'm hearing from the Lord. On January 6th, I recorded from God, be disciplined, govern your mind and body, do good work in your responsibilities, yet remember the purpose of your life, of your living, is to minister unto me. Let this purpose of genuine love of me be the measure by which you do all things. Do not let the hastiness of a job consume the zeal of our love, of my purpose, which will satisfy your spirit. Laugh often and make joy, always letting these drive others to me. Point to me. Remain in a state of worship and linger there. It is good. These can't be my words, and I'm sorry you hear my pages turning, but know that I am truly reading from this journal. I'm not capable of of these words. On January 9th, I was reminded, these are my words that I recorded, her faith made her whole. Because of his faith, referring to Jairus, his daughter lived. And then I heard the voice of the Lord say, Do not fear nor dread. See me. Look into my eyes. End quote. And then I recorded, To remain clean, whole, and free, unwavered, unmoved, despite the chaos around And then I heard the Lord say, Take my hand, we will go through. End quote. This is amazing stuff. It it just becomes more amazing as I read back through it again, knowing the circumstances now, because we know hindsight, well, it's it's always better than, than when we're in it. On January 10th, I recorded what I thought I heard the Lord say, Quiet yourself and still your mind. There is life and revival in my quietness. It is a retreat from the storm around you. Shh, just be with me. Leave your tasks at the door of my tower for just a few minutes. Let me heal you and feed you before you return to the battle. On that day, I read Psalm 9, and it was verses 9 and 10 where the Lord, it says, The Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in the time of trouble, and they that know the name will put their trust in Him, for He will not forsake them. On January 11th, 
I recorded myself thinking quiet praise and meditate on God. And I heard the Spirit saying to me, stop talking about the problem that is stirring up negativity, negative emotions and upset and distraction. This becomes an invitation to lose your focus and open a portal for the enemy to occupy. And I heard Jesus saying, think on me. Remember, looking for even one soul to encourage, point to me. Let my grace, power, love, restoration occupy your thoughts, your words, and drive your actions and reactions. On January 12th, I recorded what I, these were thoughts that were coming to me, not necessarily the voice of the Lord, but discernment from the Holy Spirit. Obedience is good. It brings a reward of deliverance, release, and peace. With wisdom and knowledge, you can discern the rapid efforts of the enemy to penetrate your mind and your thoughts as you are on the edge of your reward. He attempts to tease you and steer you away from what I ask of you. You must choose to silence him, ignore his temptation, stay focused, and move at my direction to claim the victory I have planned for you. Remember Jairus and his daughter. That's good stuff. Don't get bored here, sisters. This is good. January 13th. And I've got it in quotations because it was the message from God. Lip service is not truth and it's not honorable. Your mission is not to be pleasing to others. It is to be righteous giving freely from the well of grace, even as the grace I give to you. I have loved you, pursued you, and received you when you were dirty, tarnished, and ashamed. I saw the beauty in you even then. You were valuable and precious to me, as is and are those who even disgust you. I have room in my heart for them, and I have room at my table for them. Love is your purpose and your mission, daughter. Oof, that was big, weren't it? (laughs) January 16th, there were days in between these, but these are the ones that I just find so significant to the journey. Um, January 16th, I literally heard the Lord saying, My yoke is easy, not tight or restrictive, not meant to burden. My burden is light. I do not deal in obligatory responsibility. I am blessed by your willingness, your desire to follow me, to sit with me. I pursue you because I love you. I receive you unto me because you 
have the choice to love me. I take you to the Father because He loves you. Before your time, He loved you. Your desire to be with me is not an obligation. It must be at your pleasure, but it thrills me. On January 17th, again, hearing from the Spirit, you ask me for work and greater purpose to use you. Move on. The reminders in your spirit and your thoughts. Hello? Why sit in your purpose without movement? Get busy and do something. And I literally quoted that in quotations. January 18th. Again in quotations from God. Bring me into the secret places. Hide nothing from me. Don't you know that I want your full submission? I cannot bless what you keep for yourself. End quote. I feel like somebody needs me to read that again. God can't bless what you don't give to Him. I'll move on. <laughs> Moving forward to January 20th. For whatever reason, I wrote obedience at the top of this page. And then in quotations, as if from God, I wrote, Set your mind on me. Stay there. I will be with you there. My spirit will accompany you. Go before you, make favor for you, and discern to you in the moment of appropriateness. Be quick to set straight your ways. Your words will be salt and light. Stay set with me. End quote. On January 23rd, my page simply says in big pink letters, fresh anointing. And written below that, it says, new wineskins. This day, January 23rd, 2023, I had gone for a medical appointment and a mammogram. And this was the first mammogram I've had. I had postponed it longer than I should have, (laughs) not thinking it was a necessity in my life. And the young lady that was doing the exam was just precious and sweet. And she said, well, you know, since this is your first one, don't be alarmed if they call you back because Sometimes if they see something, they'll call you back because they don't have anything to compare it to previously. So I'm just saying that. And so when she's done everything she has to do, and um, I mean, it literally was 10 minutes or so, and I was on my happy way, and I did not get two blocks from the doctor's office when I had a call back. I didn't think it could possibly be that so quickly, but it was. And it was a call saying there were concerns 
with my mammogram um, in both breasts and that I needed to have, I needed to make a quick appointment to be seen for further testing. I'm gonna tell you that while I was surprised at how quickly it, it all happened, I was not shaken. There was shaking going on in my spirit, but I wasn't shaken. My peace was not shaken. The first thing that tried to come to me was fear. I think that would be the case for anybody. But thank God, He had been preparing me in these days that I just read to you. He had been preparing me, and I had no clue what He was preparing me for. But you heard the words yourself. He had me. He had gone before me. And I literally heard those words again when I hung up that phone. And it said, stay with me. Stay focused on me. Keep your eyes on me. I can't tell you enough. But I'm going to go on and read to you what transpired around those events following. So that same evening, um, January 23rd, when I got home, I had not, all I had written was was those words this, this morning, fresh anointing, new wineskins, and on my other sheet where I do the Bible study piece of it, you know, in that earlier episode, I, I explained that I used the SOAP method, S-O-A-P, so the S is for subjective, what I see, uh, what, what the scripture says, Um, The O is for the objective, what I hear and see with my own understanding. The A is the application piece of it. So I write down ways that I can apply it to my life. And P is the plan or the prayer about it. Well, that morning on the 23rd, I really only wrote those words, just fresh anointing and new wineskins. I wrote down Psalm 95 because that's where I felt the Spirit leading me. And I went and I read that psalm, but I didn't write anything about it. So when I came home that evening, I finished that up. So I want to read that to you really quickly. Psalm Psalm 95. I'm not going to read you the scripture because I already know this is a long um, episode. You can read it. But what I wrote down as my S, my subjective, was... The theme of this chapter is a call to worship the Lord. In verses 7 and, verses seven and 8 jumped out because it is instruction to not harden your heart, even in temptation and testing. The O part, the objective. This passage praises and calls for praise to God, recalling His greatness it calls to make a joyful noise, enter his presence with thanksgiving. The application part of it, I wrote, I couldn't and quite wrap my head around this scripture this morning when I read it. I didn't know exactly how to break it down. I thought, I don't want to not enter into God's rest. 
which is what it said in verses 9 and 11. So, I just write it down, and it comes back to me this afternoon. So, in the prayer and the plan, I wrote, Lord, you were way ahead of my circumstances today. My mammogram was suspicious. I praise you for holding me and going before me. I do rest in you. Peace, P-E-A-C-E. January 24th. From the Lord, hearing him, his spirit speak to my spirit, I quote, My voice brings peace and confidence. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Walk, step out onto the water. Do not look on the water. Look at me. Forget about the water. Look at me. Concentrate on me. Look into my eyes. You are safe here. The circumstances will disappear in my presence. Do not look away. End quote. My, my SOAP for that day was Matthew 14, 22, and 36. And can I just say that I wrote all of this stuff first. I always sit down and listen for God and write down what I hear. And then I open my Bible. And I am not one that can remember where scriptures are located in the Bible. So I open my Bible, and this is what it opens to. Matthew 14, 22 through 36. And 27 through 29, it literally says, Come. But when he started to sink, it's referring to Peter, Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and caught him. So in the objective part, I wrote, Jesus is the source of all that we need. Come. In the application, I wrote, Everything, all at his feet, come and stay. And then in the prayer, the plan, I wrote, Lord, here I am. Snatch me up. Please don't let me sink away from you. Great physician, all praise to you for your presence. On January 25th, I wrote, because I heard from the Lord. So again, this is these are his words ministering to me. Shalom, which means peace. The waves of the storm are no matter for me. I am here, braced for the impact of your hug every day. I love that you run to me. I am not caught off guard when you run to me. Jump into my arms, sweet daughter. I love you. No matter the circumstances of your day, I've got you. January 26th, quoted, it was for you, you, the cross, Calvary, the scars, they were for you, anchor all of you in me, end quote.
January 27th. Again, from the voice of the Lord, lift up your eyes. Look on me. I am here. I love you immensely, end quote. I was led to Psalm 61. I'll let you read up on that yourself. January 28th. Quoted. So again, Holy Spirit ministering to me on behalf of the Father. You've heard it before. I did not fail your grandmother or your mother when they came to this wisdom. Put it in place and do not waver. Do not look to the right nor the left. Do not be moved nor dismayed. Your walk belongs to me and no one else. I am with you. Your victory is in me and me alone. You cannot lose in me. I love you. End quote. Anybody moved by this? Because I am moved when I read back through it. And I'm not reading it in a brag. Well, bragging, oh my God, yes. But I'm sharing because it can be you. You, this can be you. These can be your love letters from God. I want you to have the experience of this personal God. On January 30th, I wrote, This morning, as I sit quietly listening for you, I see you. I see the deepness in your soft eyes. I see you holding your arms out to me. I run to you and you hoist me up and whirl me around as if I were a child. I feel freedom there. As you lowered me, I felt an embrace like only my daddy delivered. It was tender and firm and warm and understanding. I just want to stay there a moment to lean my head on you, quiet the noise of everything. Your love, it flows over me like floating in warm water, pure warmth, comfort, and support. I am free in you, Lord. And then there were days of quiet. I literally wrote on the page, it's quiet. February 1st, the day of my second appointment, the further testing. And I wrote, what a week of quieting unwelcome thoughts. On every turn, there's been opportunity to grab fear and doom and to fall into emotions But you, my Savior, you hold me. You told me to look only on you, to keep my thoughts on you, to look into your eyes. You have given immeasurable peace. I have not been alone or afraid. Sadness has not been my companion. You have, Jesus. Thank you for this time with you. I love you and I cherish our love. 
that was the day that I went back for the further testing and there were immediate results again and they weren't good they demanded even more testing more waiting for results more opportunity for the enemy to get in my head and tell me all the things that this was going to be and all the ways that my life was going to change and how I should be enjoying every day because my days were numbered. Tell me that's not how he talks to you too. I mean, I don't know. I just know how he comes at me. And, and, and it seems like there's new ways all the time because believe me, in this time of waiting and tests and results and appointments, the enemy made it just It could have been overwhelming because everywhere I looked, someone new has a cancer diagnosis or there were deaths or I'm telling you, like he put it in my face with a nanny boo boo, like, huh, I got you. But at every turn, my God was already there. It would have been easy to go to that other side and give in, but I'm reading the words to you that God had given me before the storm and in the storm. And so on January 2nd, I wrote these words, and and y'all, I'm just telling you, I I promised you I'd be vulnerable. (laughs) Don't think I can be much more vulnerable than the words I've written. I said, Lord, I would be lying if I allude that I am not disappointed in the outcome of yesterday. I am. This is not the outcome I want. But if it is the path before me, I only want to travel with you. I am not moved in my faith. I establish this day that these written words are also the declaration of my soul and my faith. I surrender all of me, all of my being to the great I am. I stand without waver in the whole Word of God. I declare health, healing, and victory. I will point to you, Lord, with all that I am, for you to be glorified and others to move closer to you. No matter the circumstances, I am okay. And I choose you. Please quiet the attacks of the enemy that target my mind. And thank you, Lord, for a great girl's night in. Because when I left that doctor's office with that second report yesterday, on February 1st, we had that girl's night in. And it was such a ministry that not only ministered to the one it was appointed to, but to everyone else involved. And I couldn't thank God enough for that. On February 3rd, I wrote, present but silent, both of us, me and you, Lord. I am keenly aware of your proximity, which I believe is very stern in your silence to remind me 
to focus on you. I can only seem to ask you to grant me to be cancer-free and healthy, though I do in no way feel desperate or fearful. I have peace that you are with me. I remain committed to trust you and your word. I believe for your best for me. Praise remains in my mouth. Still, I want you closer. On February 6th, I wrote and I quoted from the Spirit of the Lord. Sweet daughter, come here. Let me hold you. I've got you. And then I wrote back. Lord, your embrace understands all, everything. My worries melt away in your arms. I have no need for words in your presence because there is indescribable understanding. And you, you are love. I'm scheduled for now a biopsy. And so I go through these notes and then I don't even, I I didn't even record a date for this one. I'm sorry. But I said, Lord of heaven, I truly adore you. You alone confirm to my eye and my ear what you have been ministering in my spirit. When you said, keep your eyes on me. Jesus, I will look on you. My gaze is fixed. February 9th, I wrote, off to a strong start this morning when unplanned requirements tried to hijack my Jesus time, meaning I didn't get it all in in the morning. I couldn't, I could tell it all day long, but I kept hearing you say, keep looking at me. I'm so glad for my Jesus. I cannot unknow Jesus or unsee Jesus. If the whole earth shifts, I'm still holding on to you, Jesus. It's just a sweet to have your heart. I'm sorry. That is what was dropped into my spirit after I I said and wrote these things. The Holy Spirit dropped to me in quotations. It's just so sweet to have your heart. I love you. Like that was a message from God to me, just to me. Like, he said it was sweet to have my heart. February 11th, I woke up and I'm hearing these words. Holy Lord of hosts, holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Jesus. That was in my spirit, like like a song playing over and over. Holy, holy, holy. And then the Holy Spirit discerns to me the Father saying, Your praise is a weapon. Sharpen your sword. And I took that to mean continue to praise. Praise regardless. Praise on. Keep praising. I'm shaking you, girl. I'm shaking you. February 13th. 
quoted from the Lord. There's always room for you in my presence. My love for you is individual and specialized for your needs. Do not be moved or motivated by fear. And you guys, if you need to pause and come back to this, that's okay. I hope I'm not boring you. I'm just giving you the real truth, the raw version of what has happened. February 14th, I wrote an old song plays in my memory, and that song goes, In everything, give the King of Kings all the thanks. So I wrote, Father, please guard all the spaces and portals of my mind and my thoughts from the sneaky and obvious attempts of the enemy who tries to come even in my sleep. Help me not to stumble. I want only to reflect you. February 15th, from the Lord, he said, I make a way for you where others cannot go. I am the way, the truth, the life. Sometimes the wonder in your face is just as you saw your children on Christmas morning. I love to see your amazement. I love all of you. You are my precious. Hold my hand, girl. I will always have you. (laughs) Like, is this good to anybody else besides me? If it's just me, then okay, this will just be my legacy. And maybe my children will listen to it one day and know the way through their tough circumstances. But I'm telling you, God's just as real in the reading of this as he was in the writing of this. And it's for you today. February 17th, I wrote. Sorry, I'm having a hard time reading even my own hand, reading my own handwriting sometimes. But this is me saying, even as I navigate the humdrum monotony of life, feeling not sad and not joyful, I hear Jesus' voice saying, See me, focus on me. Don't look away. I see Peter stepping out onto the water, and I wonder why he didn't run to Jesus. Because I think when I see Jesus, I'm going to run to him and leap right up into his hug. I want to hold those hands that are scarred by his love for me. So today, emotions at bay, Focus on him and get on with it. February 20th. You know what this day was? (laughs) This was the day of the biopsy. And let me just tell you. God had been so clear in the things that he led me through up to this. You know, he had had me keep this to myself with the exception of having shared it with my husband a few days before. I had kept all of this because I knew he had told me this was a journey between me and him. So I only shared with my daughters and my family and my very special friend um, the day before that I I was going to be going in for a biopsy because I didn't want uh, a fuss and a mess made. I, I wanted to just seriously not anybody be upset or worried. 
I, I just needed me and God. But this is what I wrote on the morning of that. Lord, I believe you are faithful. I rely fully on you. I declare that your purpose is and will be fulfilled in my life. Satan is overcome and defeated. Do your work in me today and every day. I ask you to remove any invasion in my body. Thank you in advance for healing and for a good report. You are my God in all things. In all things, I bless your name. I give you glory. Let your will be done in me. And that day, on the way to the medical facility, I was led to Mark 5, 25 through 34. It was the woman with the issue of blood. She only touched Jesus' garment. She earnestly believed Christ was and is the Messiah. She believed. Because she believed, His healing power made her whole. One focus, one goal, one Jesus. That's all I need. Jesus, only you and I know that my prayer and conversation with you this morning was this very scripture. But I know, I love you, and I thank you. February 21st, God is saying to me, the helmet of salvation is to guard against the automatic bullets of the enemy attacking your thoughts. Eyes on me. I love and inhabit your praise. And I wrote there, again today, jumping off the pages of my Bible, are Mark 5.34. I hear Jesus saying, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. I'm telling you, like, to know Jesus this way and to go back and realize how he was putting all these pieces together when I didn't know it was happening. Whew, it's so good. I've come to realize, this was on February 22nd, I've come to realize that anxiety, anxiousness, worry are thick relatives, absolutely from hell. I believe people suffer it as a condition, a disease, but it is an attack launched by Satan to be louder in our minds than any truth from God. If the enemy can occupy your mind with worry, your focus will not be on worship. Worship tears down strongholds. It chases anxiety away. It quiets the mind, and when the mind is quiet, one can discern the voice of truth and peace. Worship. True, sincere worship is the anecdote to worry and anxiety. It is healing for the mind. It is a place. It is making a place for God. God is the answer. (laughs) February 23rd, he said to me, Stir up yourself in the spirit of worship. Seek me relentlessly. In all things, look to me. In the functions of your day, let your heart continually be in communion with me. 
walk purposefully into me, focus on my face, move intently to me. I will meet you there. Take care to not be drawn away. Peace will be your abundant portion in this manner, and I will cause watchers to pursue you and your obvious peace. Minister to them. I love you. I can't read my words. Point them to me because I am waiting for them. He said he's waiting for the people that are watching my peace grow. (laughs) Just saying, girls, this is real stuff. February 24th. Again, from him, worship me in spirit and truth. Come before me with your whole truth and spare nothing. Your path to freedom is laying every single thing down at my gate. Leave all that. Leave all the weight at the gate so you can run for the thrill inside. You will not need all the extras in here in my spirit and truth. I will replace all the things that you cling to that hold you down and hold you captive. I'll replace them with goodness, mercy, freedom, and perfect peace. Worship in spirit and truth. Check your ticket at my gate. I can hardly wait to show you how to enjoy life this way. (laughs) Oh my goodness, it's so good. February 27th, the battlefield is definitely in my thoughts. This is me, of course. The enemy is sneaky, but defeated no less. Right behind that comes the words of the Lord. Come deeper into me. Communion with me. I hear the Holy Spirit beckoning to me to taste and see. There is more feast than you can hope for. Greater study Greater calling equals more of God. Greater study equals greater calling equals more for God. February 28th, singing. I I hear singing. Oh, Lord, my God, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. And his word comes to me saying, I see you. It's okay. Let's start again today. Follow me. Set your thoughts on me. I hold all of time so we can accomplish all things but me first. End quote. March 1st. This is directly from him. When you press the needle into fabric, it punctures the integrity of the fabric. In the process of the mending, The act of the needle does not make sense. But when the edges are pulled together and the product is seen whole, one forgets that it was just a rag at one time. So it is as I work out the details of the needle and thread in the details of your life. It may not be visible from your perspective, but I adjust the outcome of the needle and the thread. And I, God, tell you, 
the end is beautiful and tailor-made. <laughs> oh, did somebody need that today? That day, the scripture came from John 20 and 29. And it says, Blessed are they that have not seen, but yet have believed. My objective in that was, For faith comes by hearing, hearing with the heart, and hearing by the word of God, because the word is God and it's alive. Yet, we believe in the word and the re- resurrection, resurrection, having never seen it, So blessed we are. And I asked myself in the application, do I live and act like I am blessed in this manner? Do I live and act like I know how blessed I am? My prayer that day was, Father, help me to better possess the blessing, power, and inheritance from you. March 2nd. I'm almost done here, ladies. I'm sorry if it's too long. I I woke up singing. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my my path. Nothing will I fear. Nothing will I fear. And I recorded. The deeper I dive into your word, the more depth I find. The wonder of your ways is bottomless. I cannot learn enough. Yet the more I discover about your nature, the more I know, no other God, no other name, I marvel at you, God. I am so small in your shadow, yet so full of your presence. (laughs) Doesn't that just say so much? March the 3rd. This is in the morning of March the 3rd. Just a few days ago, I hear the Lord say to me, Daughter, I love you. I am and will be with you. Sing to me your praise. I am jealous of your attention. Your praise pleases me. You are my pleasure. Let praise be always on your lips. End quote. Girls, March 3rd was the day of the final report. The results of the biopsy. And can I just say, benign. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After all of it, God was so ahead of me and all that I needed. And in the midst of it, not only did he prepare me and give me this this tool to use to record what I hear him saying in my spirit, but then to go back and read it all, all these days again, knowing now (laughs) that it's a good report like I knew it the whole way but to hear the words 
and to praise Him on this side of it because He moved on my behalf. And the reports that I that came from me, Lord, they were there. I'm free. <laughs> there is no cancer. There's nothing to worry about. And to see how He prepared me and how He carried me, that's what I want you to know. I hope, I hope that somehow this this has helped you, that, that it will be encouragement for you. Can I pray with you? Father God, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you that no matter what, I am sold out to you. And God, I want the same thing for this girl, this person listening on the other end of this podcast. I want them to know you in the same way. So I just ask you to shake, shake, shake them now. Shake them now. And cause them to realize the shaking that's going on, but they don't have to be shook. The only shook for us, Lord, is you shook at the glory shook at your glory lord like the kids say i was shook we are shook at your magnificence your awesomeness your provision your favor and i ask you to let this penetrate the soul of the person hearing this and move them closer to you in jesus name I'm Joy Wynn. I'm so very glad. If you made it this far, you're listening to Be Salty Podcast. When I say that it would be my privilege to pray for you personally, I mean that. If you need a friend in Christ, if you need a prayer partner, if you need an ear, I'm here. You can reach me by email at besaltypodcast at gmail.com or through Facebook at Be Salty. Of course, I appreciate it if you like and share this with others because my mission in life is to move others closer to Christ. And when you subscribe, it certainly makes the podcast more available to others. But until next time, and there's going to be a next time, (laughs) remember, God made you to add flavor to life. So, Be salty. Praise the Lord.